Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Amen. My dear Christian friends, growing up, my cousins and I would give our Christmas list over to our grandma. We would fill out our list with all kinds of toys and games, but none of us would put underwear on the list because no kid wants underwear for Christmas. And yet, I'm guessing that our moms must have put underwear on the list for every one of us that year because that year, every one of us got underwear. My cousins and aunts and uncles and grandparents, my parents and siblings were all together in my, parent, my grandparents' basement for Christmas Eve like we would do every single year. We had an uncle that would then pass out the presents one to each of the grandchildren, and the first one opened up the gift, and it was underwear. The second grandchild opened up the gift, and it was underwear. By the third time when this happened, then we thought there was a theme, and so everyone started chanting, underwear, underwear. And that was the chant for the rest of Christmas Eve, and every Christmas Eve thereafter. Well, even though most people are done celebrating Christmas, we in the Christian church are just getting ready to celebrate Christmas because Christmas isn't before Christmas. Christmas isn't just a day either. Christmas is 12 days, beginning with Christmas Day and going all the way to the Epiphany Festival on January 6th. And so this year we are able to celebrate two Sundays after Christmas. And God has placed two more presents underneath the Christmas tree for us. That first set of presents is a set of new clothes. Underwear, socks, pants, uh, shirt, sweatshirt, coat, hat, gloves, boots, shoes. Those are not the most exciting things for kids to open up on Christmas. They'd rather have toys and games and gadgets. And yet... Every one of us could always use a new set of clothes. But the clothes that God gives us are not a new pair of khaki pants and a dress shirt, nor is it a fancy dress and a matching sweater. St. Paul says, Clothe yourselves with heartfelt compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Clothe yourself with heartfelt compassion. Compassion is certainly lacking among us these days. That we often judge very quickly people's attitudes and actions instead of actually asking why people have those attitudes and actions. Compassion does the opposite. Compassion is a deep feeling of affection rooted in the love of Christ in our hearts. Compassion means that you see the hearts that others are feeling and you immediately want to do something about it. Compassion is uh, 14 fifth graders who are all bald. There's Ian who was a fifth grader in Lake County School in Oceanside, California and Ian was going through chemotherapy for his cancer and He knew that he'd probably lose his hair, and so he had his head shaved. But a bald fifth grader is going to stand out in school, and that's something that no fifth grader ever wants to do. And so the other 13 boys in his class had their heads shaved too so that Ian would fit in. That's 
compassion. On top of compassion, put on kindness. Kindness is watching out for the other person. We naturally have no trouble watching out for ourselves. But in kindness, we seek the other person's good. We overlook their weaknesses. We ignore their sore spots. You forgive their hurts. You would rather suffer injury rather than inflict injury. And we've been asking you to greet each other after worship for a very long time. But I know of a church where this is a relatively new practice. The pastor had announced that they were going to be greeting people after church one Sunday coming up. But before that happened, after the announcements, one gentleman turned around and said to the older lady behind him, Good morning. And the woman just stared at him and then said, Excuse me, that friendliness stuff doesn't start until next Sunday. (laughs) Well, thankfully, most of us don't feel that way. Friendliness and hospitality are ways to demonstrate kindness to those around us. And I would suggest that humility is like the undergarment of these spiritual clothes. In all of the marriage counseling that I've done over the years, I've come to work with the couples beginning with humility because usually it is humility that causes the conflicts because there is a lack of humility in the marriage. That both spouses want to be right. Neither one wants to admit fault. Neither one wants to back down or apologize. It becomes my way or the highway. True humility is not thinking less of yourself. True humility rather is thinking accurately of yourself. Humility knows your part and plays it. Humility is being willing to cheer for other people and their successes. An elementary age boy came home from school after trying out for the school play. And he said, Mommy, Mommy, I got a part. I get to sit in the audience and cheer and clap. Humility is when you have the opportunity to cheer and clap for others. And even though clothes are kind of boring things to receive for Christmas, we could all put on the garment of gentleness. Gentleness is the garment of a self-controlled person. And when you put on gentleness, then other people can take off their self-defensive armor. We don't hear much about gentleness these days. We teach our kids to toughen up and suck it up. Our culture views gentleness as being synonymous with weakness. But being gentle means to have a softness of speech, a quiet disposition, a loving touch, a calming presence. It is not harsh or severe in actions. Gentleness is not a vice, but rather it is a virtue. Virtue. Gentleness is one of our WS young ladies who saw her brother on crutches and then said to him, I'm your nurse. What do you need me to do for you, patient? In living in Wisconsin, we know how important it is to layer on clothing. And so one more piece of clothing we need to put on is patience. The patience, the patient Christian does not bear a grudge and refuses to harbor thoughts of revenge. 
Patience requires humor, a spirit of live and let live. But most of all, patience takes love. And people with a hair-trigger temper usually are not very thoughtful. Impulsive people aren't great planners. But God desires for us to be thoughtful, to plan and be patient. And then we are instructed, bear with one another and forgive each other. If anyone has a complaint against anyone else, forgive just as Christ forgave you. Years ago, a couple was attending a seminar I was teaching on parenting. And afterwards, they came up to me and said that over the years, they've always told their teenage daughter that they loved her and they corrected her. But they never told her that they forgave her. I thought that was one of the saddest things I had ever heard. That Jesus knows that we sin against him accidentally and intentionally, and yet he still forgives us. He forgives us so that we can forgive others when they sin intentionally or accidentally against us. We forgive as Christ has forgiven us. And then love is the final piece of clothing that binds everything together. Paul writes, in addition to all these things put on love, which ties things together in perfect unity. So love is like a belt, a belt that teenage boys need to wear to hold up their baggy pants. Love is that belt that ties everything together, coordinates the whole outfit of the spiritual clothing that believers wear. Love is a conscious, purposeful, self-sacrificing act that we give to others. And just like school kids like to wear their brand new Christmas clothes to school right after Christmas to show them off, so we want to show off our spiritual clothing that Christ has set under the tree for us. But why? Why do we need this new set of spiritual clothes? Well, it's because we come out of our mother's womb naked and sinful. Not just coming out of our mother's womb naked, but also coming out of our mother's womb sinful. By nature, we are uncaring, rude, selfish, proud, impatient. We hold grudges and we refuse to forgive other people. We don't offer forgiveness unless we get something from it in return. But today the Apostle Paul encourages you to clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And then to forgive each other as Christ forgives you. And then to bind it all together with love. But try as hard as you might. You can't do any of these virtues on your own. That's why you need Jesus as your Redeemer and your Savior. He is the one who, ex- who showed all of these virtues throughout his entire life and especially with his death. He showed compassion by talking with the down and out, giving importance to the outcast, healing the sick and the lame and the demon-possessed, even raising the dead. If those fifth-grade boys showed compassion for their classmate Ian by having their heads shaved, shaved in solidarity with him, well, Jesus was so much more showing his solidarity with us of his divine compassion, with his incarnation 
of him taking on human flesh and blood. Jesus showed kindness by interceding for those condemned by society, stopping a woman from being stoned to death and reaching out to a tax collector named Zacchaeus. And he shows kindness to you by not overlooking your weaknesses or ignoring your sins, but instead by taking your weaknesses and your sins upon himself and giving you his righteousness in return. And then St. Paul gives a beautiful description of Jesus' humility in Philippians 2. Though he was by nature God, he did not consider equality with God as a prize to be displayed, but he emptied himself by taking the nature of a servant. When he was born in human likeness and his appearance was like that of any other man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Jesus demonstrated humility by looking out for you more than he looked out for himself. And then Jesus demonstrated gentleness, extending his love to little children that his disciples thought were nothing more than a nuisance. And he shows gentleness to you by approaching you with a quiet disposition, a loving touch, and a calming presence. He showed patience, bearing with his disciples when they just didn't get it. He just kept on teaching them. He encouraged them to open their eyes. And Jesus shows patience to you by not punishing you right away for your sins, by giving you time to repent and believe. These were not just some random acts of kindness that Jesus did once in a while, but these were acts of love that God has given for Jesus to do and to demonstrate to all of us. But most of all, Jesus demonstrated all of these virtues when he went to the cross. There he took all of our rudeness and selfishness, impatience, our lack of forgiveness and lack of love, and he put that all on himself. And then he prayed to his father, Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. Jesus is the source of limitless love. And then he clothes us with that love. He gives us these new clothes to wear through himself and his word. New school clothes to wear that we can proudly show off who we are. So friends, unwrap the first two, first of the two presents that God has left for you underneath the tree. Wear these nice new clothes wherever you go. To work, school, church, at home, out in the yard, shopping to the gym, or wherever you go. Wear these clothes proudly, and then people will know who you are, that you are God's holy and chosen people, dearly loved. Amen.